Welcome to Keeping Track, a Trackmania community podcast where I interview your favourite community members and ask them the same set of five questions. The guest this episode is Stuffs. He has recently qualified for the Trackmania World Championships alongside episode one guest, Wizzy. And in this episode, we discuss gaming histories, the thinking behind pick and bands for competitive play, and how important having a solid teammate is. So, question one, when did you get into Trackmania and what was it that got you hooked? So, I started around summer of 2021. Um, I think I I stumbled across the game randomly uh, with a few of my friends looking for some free games. <laughs> and, yeah, I think the main thing that got me hooked was the, you know, the I think the improving the competitive um uh, aspect of Truckmania, so you could just join up in tournaments whenever you want. It doesn't matter what level you are, and you can, you know, see that improvement of yourself. And I think that is something I really enjoy being a, a long-time competitive gamer uh, beforehand. Also, so I think that was the main thing that really kept me into into Truckmania. Yeah, I noticed. So obviously, before we did this episode, I did a little deep dive on your um on your Liquipedia, uh, on your trap mania listings, and I don't think I've ever seen anyone with so many tournaments and particularly different tournaments entered. We've got sort of if you look at twenty twenty two, there must be like thirty or forty tournaments, if not more, on this list. Was that really then like you were mentioning the thing that 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 got you hooked? Do you think without that access to frequent competition, that maybe you'd have sort of not necessarily got caught by the bug and, and moved on to something else yeah i think you know i i played as much as i could to you know improve and and see how far i could go but i think if those tournaments weren't a thing it would have definitely not been as enjoyable for me to play uh, maybe you wouldn't have kept playing after all uh, if those uh, tournaments weren't there so i think yeah those like it was mainly from TM News, uh, the weekly the weekly tournaments that you can see. I think if those things weren't there, it would have been a lot a lot harder for me to stay. Yeah, a real uh, testament to the staying power of, um, of 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 those tournaments, and yeah, really really valuable. Um, you mentioned competitive gaming, uh, a history of it. Uh, what games were you playing then before Trackmania? So before Trackmania, it was mainly Fortnite and Rocket League that I that I played. Um, Fortnite, I was actively around the, the top 100 level um, in tournaments. And Rocket League, I was high, you know, when the ranks kind of got revamped, I was high grand champion. Um, so but a high level in both games. So I think I always had that... Um, that's kind of competitive drive that I also have for Trackmania, which I think really helped me. Yeah, and I think um, it's a nice combo, uh, obviously Rocket League and Trackmania, but I think Fortnite is is particularly interesting there um, in in the build up. How was your how was your experience then being a top one hundred uh, Fortnite player? I think um, it's very similar Trackmania um, in a way where it's all about uh, playing as much as you can. Um, you know, grinding and playing scrims, playing tournaments. So I think it's also very similar to Mania in a way where there is um, a lot of community tournaments um, and just a lot of stuff that you could just participate in, just play in whenever you like. I think that similarity also also helped for me uh, in that way. 
That's, uh, that's really interesting. Um, so uh, yeah, off the back of that then, uh, what input device do you use in Trackmania and, uh, and why have you decided to use it? Uh, I use a controller, a um, PlayStation 5 controller to be exact. It's just kind of um, what I started with. I never really thought about even the possibility to play with a, a keyboard or a wheel, for example, when I started. Um, especially also since I played Rocket League on the controller, I think it just naturally carried over for me. So there wasn't really any any choice for me there. I just kind of stuck with controller and, you know, to this day, I have been playing on it. I'm assuming you were playing Fortnite with mouse and keyboard. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so you got some some heritage there. Um, if you had to swap, then uh, would you would you go back to the mouse and keyboard from your Fortnite history, or would you join uh, teammate Wizzy on uh, on Team Wheel? I think I would switch to keyboard, just because I don't really like the aspect of having to switch to keyboard um, on certain parts of maps. Um, take Granadi, for example. So mm. I think since there are a lot of high-level keyboard players in the game already, I think switching to keyboards might take some time, but I think it will bring me to the same level eventually that I have now on controller. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, I, I would also like to know if in in picking a duo, you in many ways might need to consider that, where perhaps if you're both on wheel, then that leaves you quite open to those those maps that would require swapping or a lot of ice, uh, and so maybe it would uh, would would be impactful uh, in 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 a tournament environment. Um, but that's 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 really interesting. Uh, question three: uh, What is your favorite Trackmania map in history? Well, since I haven't really been playing for that long, I don't really have any nostalgic maps that I can mm -hmm. kind of go towards. So I'll probably go for like a, a recent map. Um, so I'll probably, if I had to choose my favorite from like playing, from like practicing, I'll probably have to go with Vortex from uh, from stage two. Maybe a bit biased because I, <laughs> I had uh, both records on the hard and easy versions. But I think that that was my, probably my favorite map to play and train. That's a that's a nice subtle flex there. Uh, having having both those records. Um, were there any other maps in that pool that you um, that you were particularly good at, or was Vortex uh, really the the favorite? And did you ever really get to play it? As I imagine, that probably ended up being banned against you quite a lot. Um, I think from stage two, I was really good on breaking control uh, pool. They're all kind of similar maps where it's more about. Um, being fast instead of doing some some weird tricks. Um, mm -hmm. So I think those maps just kind of kind of speak to me. They they are very natural to me when playing. Um, and I think in stage two, Vortex wasn't being banned against us a lot, mainly because teams often have um, a perma ban. Uh, like we did, for example, in stage two with Sinuous. I think at the lower levels um, for regionals, teams often don't ban for their opponents, but they mainly ban for themselves. So often we just had the chance to first pick Vortex in basically every match that we played, unless uh, opponents really was good on all maps and did a lot of research against us. But 
it wasn't a problem uh, like we have <laughs> for this map pack. Uh, if you look at Dive, for example, where we only got to play it twice in all matches we did. So uh, we got to play it a lot in, during Stage 2. Yeah, I guess that's why we uh, we often see offline practice uh, in the lead up to these big tournaments, because the last thing you want to do is, is reveal your hand and give a, a fairly easy first ban. Um, it's interesting you mentioned as well that teams in the you know in the regionals uh, and in that sort of slightly lower tier of competition uh, would be more focused on themselves rather than trying to scout the other team. Um, have you had a sense of the difference then as you go from? regionals uh into the qualification and now as you'll be heading into the world championships on on how you scout and and how you expect to be you know picked and banned against yeah i think we already kind of got a taste against that on um against big um where they they were you know good enough on all maps where they are comfortable in banning you know our best at the time which was surf so that really it kind of forces you to pick in a different way that you would originally. And against regional teams, you don't really have to, in my opinion, don't really have to think about it. It's more about picking your best instead of um, kind of picking what you know is good against the opponent. So it's it's very different in that sense. Yeah, that's uh, definitely as well something to keep an eye on as we move into the championships, which is starting relatively soon. Um, question four. If you were to take part in a Trackmania Pro-Am event, which celebrity would you want on your team? And I must warn you, we are uh, ruling out celebrities once someone has chosen them. So uh, you might end up picking someone else uh, than you originally had in mind. Um, I guess it's a theme from also what I had in the saw in the first episodes was a formula one driver uh, yep. so i think I'll, I'll stick with that idea and i'll go for a pretty obvious one which is uh, max verstappen uh, country mate and um i saw especially during the the covet times that he also really likes to sim race uh, online so i think he would have no problem really uh you know playing trackmania and learning it so that would be that would be really fun Yes, some of the stories of of Max, particularly in that COVID time, of being at a race weekend with his sim setup and racing on iRacing in between sessions of F1, uh, makes me think that maybe he would probably be the type of teammate uh, that would really sort of grind it out and uh, and yeah, be be nice to play with. Um, do you do you follow much F1 then? Do you follow much uh, motorsport outside of of Trackmania? Uh, I did for a while lately i haven't been as much just because i don't really like the f1 scheduling as much where it's kind of get up really early or you know stay up really late um my dad likes to follow it a lot so i often um get a lot of the race news from him or for social media but i don't follow whole races directly anymore that uh that makes sense and uh upcoming uh the next race i believe is at las vegas at some ridiculous 3 a.m start time uh on yeah. a saturday so uh yeah <laughs> that's definitely uh an issue uh there um question number five uh what is your track mania hot take um let's see I think I'll just go for one that I have been thinking about recently, which is for the world championship, a lot of kind of solo players 
um, had a way higher potential that got held back by their teammates. I think that's my that's my hot take. A lot of players could have made it way further in terms of pace, consistency, and you know their just their performance in match, which got kind of dragged down by the teammates, which made their results pretty, I would say, pretty bad compared to what they could have done with a a teammate that fit them more. Yeah, that's um, that's interesting. That's definitely a sentiment that I've heard in a couple spots, in a couple places. Um, I think there was a, a really interesting graphic of sort of average times uh, across the whole qualifier into the World Championship and seeing a lot of players that ended up going out in quite high spots in that average mm-hmm. times. Um, I think like yourself and Wizzy have been really nicely balanced uh, in, in, in what you both bring, which is great. Um, but we have seen teams that are a bit more lopsided uh, do, do you think that's a, a you know, sort of a, a bad sign of the format? Would you would you like to see, uh, obviously, for, not for this current World Championship, but for future World Championship, a more focus on solo events rather than team events? Or do you think there's something about that sort of 2v2 format that works well for the World Championship? I think the format is fine. Because uh, if you look, like you said, at me and Wizzy, I think we're very balanced out as teammates. Um you know, with you being more of that solid player while allowing me to risk, I think um, I think it's mainly up to the the players, kind of what player they choose and what style that player has. If a player doesn't really match your style and can't, especially can't keep up with pace or um, you know the level of a match, I think players make it very hard for themselves to you know also uh, perform good and you know, qualify to the World Championships, for example. So I don't really think it's a format issue because it works well for a lot of teams. Um, But I think it's more up to the players themselves to find a good duo that fits them and and matches their style. How how is that process for you then? How how did you did you find, you know, you wanted to play with Wizzy or was that a, a situation of circumstance where you were sort of put together by by by, well, I imagine Exalty? Uh, for us, it was more circumstance. Um, if we look at, you know, after stage one, I was looking for a teammate and the only player that actually approached me was Wizzy. So I didn't really have much of a choice. But uh, I will say that the more we played, I think we kind of fell into the style that you see now with us, where I'm more the risky player, uh, Wizzy is more the safe player. I think we kind of also trained upon that. Um, so I think also knowing your teammates' strengths and weaknesses is very, is very important in that way. How does that, how does that play out then in the game? Cause I, I, you know, I, I know of some teams that play with HUD off and aren't even in a voice chat, but are you two, you know, chatting with each other? Have you got the leaderboard up? Do you know, you know, like, oh, Wizzy's comfortably sort of a 10th ahead. I can really send it and try and push for an ace. Or is it just, you send it every, every round and see what happens? Yeah, for us, um, we we are always in voice, basically, whether it's scrims or uh, matches. But we always have kind of set points that we that we call out. Um, you know, if someone has crashed or if we need to risk. For example, on surf, um, most of the times it's Wizzy uh, making a call right before the dirt entry on the identity. So there, it's you know point one ahead, point one behind. So that's kind of spots that we search for on the map that um, 
you know, give us time to think, should we risk, uh, should we save? And I think finding those things is uh, important and also really good for chemistry. It helps us both as players, I think, perform better. So I think having, yeah, having that good chemistry with your duo is very, very important. That's, uh, that's really interesting. Uh, I like the idea of having those designated spots uh, on each map so that you sort of brace yourself for someone to sort of break your concentration um, and, and know that, you know, you can focus on the map uh, for the rest of it. I think that's, uh, that's really interesting to hear. Um, those are the, the, the end of the main questions. Uh, I do have a final question, uh, which is unique to each guest. And for this one, I just wanted to find out a little bit more about your preparation for the World Championship. And in particular, uh, is there anything that has surprised you in preparing for the World Championship that perhaps you weren't expecting? Um, for me, the main thing with the World Championship is I've put in a lot more time than I have for previous tournaments. Um, and I kind of, that also comes with the surprise, is my ability to kind of match pace of you know, the top, top level players. Um, with that is the downside of, you know, the consistency, which I, since middle stage, um, have really been focusing on, is more the consistency instead of the pace. Um, so I think with the preparations and kind of knowing uh, what I'm stronger on now, now than ever before, I think um, having that going into the preparation and kind of also with Wizzy, um, kind of doing the opposite for him, which is training more on the on the pace side instead of the consistency. I think we have really leveled up as a duo uh, in particular. I um I always wonder in in terms of how do you as a player target pace or consistency? You know, if if you're targeting pace, are you just sending it trying to eke out as much time as possible um or you know is it just doing reps like what what to you is a difference between practicing pace and practicing consistency i think the main difference comes in the mentality that you have with the practicing so um you can go into the into the practice session trying to you know drive the best time constantly resetting whenever you crash or you can have the mentality of you know i'm playing rounds i'm gonna try and for example, finish five clean, run, uh, clean runs in a row. And from those runs, I'm going to see, you know, what are the points that I can improve on? What do I crash the most? And I think from there, it's just a lot of, you know, fixing the maps and knowing your mistakes, trying to figure out how you can fix them and just, just working from there. That is uh that is really interesting. Thanks a lot for uh for that answer and 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 for all the answers. Uh, actually, it's been really enjoyable to chat with you. Um, is there anything else before we go that you would want people to know about? Um, particularly with anything upcoming. Yeah, upcoming two weeks will be uh, somewhere will be a a org announcement. Um, we are cooking hard on the on an announcement video, so you will uh, see that soon. I don't have an exact date yet, but that will. Uh, that will all be revealed soon, I hope. <laughs> I, uh, I look forward to uh, seeing it. And I look forward to seeing uh, you guys compete in the World Championship. Best of luck. And uh, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was uh, really fun. Thanks for listening to Keeping Track. To listen to other episodes of the show, you can visit our Substack at www.nodal.media or you can search for the show on your preferred podcast apps. 
You can follow the show on Twitter at Nodal Media and even follow me at A. Thomas Davis. Thanks for listening and see you all next time.